Good evening. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And we're going to talk about God the Father tonight, which is a great topic. It's interesting because we talk about the Trinity a lot, but let's mm-hmm. just take them one at a time and see them as individuals. So we'll, we will talk about God in his role as our Father and mm-hmm. what that means and what that looks like, looks like and, and of course, uh, biblical examples of that. So, You know... Um, before we started this, I was thinking about the role of God the Father and how it is a very healing role for us to accept because it's also a role that some people, for the same reason why it's healing, some people um, kind of shy away from God the Father because all human fathers, all human mothers, we all disappoint our kids because when they're very small, they think we're invincible and that we're perfect and, and that we're incredible and all that's probably could be very true for all of us, but we're still human. So we're going to fail. And I think when, uh, when we see God, the father, when we embrace him as our father, we can, if, if there is hurt in our past from parental mistakes that we mistook that God the Father will heal that. And also, that Father image in our mind, in our hearts, can we can embrace God the Father so much that then we can love our parents even better. I don't know. Maybe that I, sounds weird. Well, it sounds... Yeah, I know, I know, where, you're, I know where you're trying maybe to get. Maybe you can get there. I know so. where you're trying to get. Okay. Um, but I think the key to all what you just said is the fact that as a father, I should model myself after God. Oh, yeah. And that's as a true. son, I should understand the frailties of humanity in my father. Mm. Um, God is God. We can't treat God like he was a, like he equate him with our human fathers. If there's mm-hmm. a problem you have with your human father, you cannot equate that to God. And if there's a fo- problem you have, um, understanding God don't say, don't say it's because of your human father mm. because as a father God is perfect as a father a human father is by nature it's impossible it's impossible for me to be a perfect father but you know I think we need to come to a realization that our concept of a father is flawed because for a while when we're not thinking about it we might not even think what we think a father should be but until we really recognize how we view fathers and parents, mm. we won't realize that we have a flawed image of what a father is. We'll just base it on our experiences. And then we have to come to realiz- realization that father God is so far beyond, like you said, he's perfect. Right. And so that's, I think it just involves, sometimes we don't even know how we feel or how we think parents are or how a father is. Until God has to show that. Does that make sense? It might be. I guess just... so to an extent. But in the end, <clears throat> let's let's pull this in a little bit. Okay. What is a father? What is the role of a father? If we look at that. Well, the role of a father is mm-hmm. to actually guide us to relationship with the father, I think. But also guide us, provide for us, um, protect us. Uh, love us, show us compassion, teach us, um, heal our hurts in, in the sense that 
when a child hurts? Well, and to an extent, a father is part of our creation, too. Oh, right, right. You know, so, you know, when we look at that. The seed of ourself comes from the father, a father. Right. So, you know, in the end, we are God's creation. Mm -hmm. That's what makes us his, our that's what makes him our father. And also through Christ, we have been reunited with him into sonship, into brothership with Christ. So mm -hmm. then again, we are his children. We are children of God. That makes us his father if we're his children. Now I have so, heard some people say that Jesus was the first to call God father. And this is not true because it's all through. I've got tons of, I'm not going to look. Well, we don't know what Jesus said before he came to earth. Well, but also God refers to himself as father many times right. in the Old Testament. But I will say Jesus was the one who really made it clear to us as the father-son relationship because he's the son. But the first time God is seen as a father is Exodus 4, 22 and 23. And this is um, Exodus 4, 22 and 23. And... I'll read this to you. Then you, Moses, Moses, you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn son. And I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me. If you refuse to let him go, behold, I will kill your firstborn son. That was Exodus 4, 22 and 23. And I guess actually he doesn't say father here, but it's like a parent. But probably we would assume father, not mother. Right. But I, I think, I think again, we're mincing words since Christ... Christ was with him since the beginning of time, and he referred to him as father here on earth. Wouldn't he have referred to him as father oh, way right. back then? Right, right, Just right. wasn't written biblically, wasn't written down right. in their conversation. I mean, before. he's always been father, right. but right. I think when you see Jesus interact with his father in his earthly ministry, or when he went and prayed mm -hmm. with him, it, it, it gave uh, vision to that relationship. Well, I just and, think it made and it. And the best, yeah, go ahead. The best example of that, I think, this is a passage from John here. Um, when Jesus as the perfect son reflects the perfect father. Mm, I'll read it. Please. In John 14, 9 through 11, Jesus said to him, Have you, I've been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip. Whoever has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works yourself. Mm -hmm. So basically Jesus is saying, when they said, show us the Father, he said, you are seeing the Father's works. You are seeing the Father through me. So what more can I show you? Yeah. So, and also, I'm thinking, John 1, I think it's like 14, let me look here. Uh Let me see. Okay, here it is. John, yeah, John one fourteen, And the word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. Mm. And we have and seen his glory. Glory, glory as of the only Son from, from the, the Father, Father, full of grace and truth. Yes. And then, but I will say, if we look back at at people that are talked are written about in the Old Testament, um, I found a couple places where David refers to God as a father, mm. his father. And right. David was called by God, the man after his own heart. So Psalm 103.13, which was a psalm of David, mm -hmm. says, As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. So he must have felt that father 
relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, here he taught, he, uh, David in Psalm 131, he actually, not a father, but he compares God to a mother because he says, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. So, and then he says, Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. I think that really shows the tender part of God's love right. that David was. Well, and, and, and fathers can be very tender. But, and well, you could do an entire study on God the Father just in Psalms with David because right. David knew of him also as his rock, as his pillar, as a warrior, as he knew God's aspects, all of mm-hmm. God's aspects, which really made him. Um, unique in the fact that it wasn't fear-based. It wasn't wishy-washy. It wasn't one or the other. He knew that there were many facets to God the Father. Mm-hmm. And just like uh, there are many facets to your human father, there are many, many facets to God the Father the same way. So I have a question for you. Right. Why is it important for us to know God as Father? I mean, really to embrace being his child. I think the biggest concept there is, is understanding of um, you know, like it says here in First Peter one three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So He has caused us to be born into His family through that adoption. We are called the children of God. When that happens, it's not like you're in a club mm-hmm. or you're um, in a society or you're voted in as something, nothing like that. It doesn't equate to any of those things. The only thing it equates to is something you have no control over, Mm. and that's family. Mm -hmm. And God has brought us into his family. We could not force that. We could not do that. We could not get enough people to say, hey, come on, let's do this. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be possible. Only the Father can open that door for us, and Mm. he did through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So we are part of a family then, Mm. and that is a relationship that is first and foremost over everything else you know now, after I, god yeah. god family mm-hmm. those are the, the, in that order and so you know understanding that god the father is our father and wants to do things as our father in our lives now not mm-hmm. in the past although that happened not you know not not um absently or abstractly but actually physically right now does things for us in this life mm-hmm. to understand that the father is there. And like Jesus said, you know, um, Oh, I'll look it up. Keep going. Oh, okay. Well, something I was thinking of is that, uh, if you happen to be blessed to be a parent, I know when I became a mom, it made me understand God's love or his, him as a father so much more because when you have your own child, uh, you, you kind of understand a l- tiny glimmer of the love that God has for you as a father. And I, uh, when you realize how good God is, how good our father is, that he's not up there in heaven with a, with a clipboard and checking things off that I'm doing good or bad. He doesn't do that. There's, Romans 8, 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus, in Christ for those, uh, let me just read it. 
It's 8-1. I'll read it. I, I okay. misquoted it. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God doesn't come to us in a condemning way. He comes right. to us in a loving way. And then he does discipline us, but that's because he loves us. It's and the that's, same. that's another passage. Oh, yes. yeah, in Hebrews. I'm going to go into Luke here. Oh, okay, go ahead. Start in Luke 9, go through uh, 13. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give you a him, give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So Jesus is equating this and saying, you as fathers, doing the very best you can, mm-hmm. you know, um, no, you know how to give good things to your children. And how much more so is the perfect father in, in God? And that is immediately following um, the Lord's Prayer, where the disciples asked Jesus how to pray. Mm-hmm. And he says, when you pray, say, and every time we see Jesus praying, he talks to the Father as Father. Right, right. And right. so he says, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Give, forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. So Jesus is saying these things, and he is saying, when you are praying, go to the Father mm-hmm. and say, Hey, Dad, mm-hmm. I know who you are. I know where you where you are. Um, your will be done. Mm-hmm. But yeah. every day you go to him and ask for the necessities in life. Right. And I think also... We can't get forgiveness except through through God. If we don't know God as Father, Hmm. we can sometimes read things that happen in our life, give God a a motive that's not the motive. Like, well, he's just punishing me. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been bad. He's he's hitting me with a stick. But here's where we were talking about Hebrews 12. Hmm. And it says uh, in 5... And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. I'm going to read just a little bit more. Mm. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father's spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. I think he disciplines us to make us more free in our faith. Well, he disciplines us because he wants us to be the best we can possibly be. Mm-hmm. You know, every father will do that. I mean, if I have a child that's reaching for the stove and I slap his hand and tell him no, yeah, I'm not doing it because I want to hurt his hand. I'm doing it because I don't want him to burn his hand. Right. So there are times when God corrects us, but he's doing it for our own good. First uh, John 3, 1. This, this goes back to that fatherhood and the, being mm-hmm. in the family. Um, it says, see what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. 
now back that up and go beyond that thought. Okay, first of all, the world doesn't recognize us because it doesn't recognize him. Mm -hmm. There's a family resemblance. If they don't know the family, they wouldn't recognize the mm -hmm. fact that there's a resemblance. Secondly, 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort that, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So not only as members of his family do we look like him, but we should act like him. Mm -hmm. And because we have received, then we can share. Mm -hmm. If we hadn't received, how could we give? Mm -hmm. But since we have received through the sonship and daughtership of, of being adopted into his family, then we can emulate the father because we've experienced in our own lives and we can share that. Mm -hmm. Without that, how could we do so? I will say, you know, if somebody uh, just doesn't know how to relate to God as father, because like, Maybe they had a harsh father, earthly father, and that mm -hmm. makes them fear him. And uh, we're supposed to have a, a, re, a, a respect for father, God, but not um, not scared to death, kind of scared. Or if someone has a father that they didn't have any respect for. But if you could ask God, say, God, show me yourself as father, God. Help me understand mm -hmm. you as father. And the one thing in our society, which is so sad, but you see fathers portrayed on TV now, and a lot of times there's ridiculous, stupid, you know, like jokes to the family. And I think that's directly from Satan, because well, if we can, if he can get us to not respect the father and the family, it really gets off, us off base spiritually, I think. Well, let's talk a little bit about what society says about families or about fathers. First of all, like you said, a lot of times the father is the joke of the family mm -hmm. or the father is the monster in the family. Yes. One of the other. Or the father's not necessary. Yes. Or he's absent. And so many, so many times now in, in the world today, when we look around us, there are so many families that are fatherless, so many children that are fatherless and fatherless children get lost yeah. easily. Yeah. And the world is trying to tell us that's normal because we've allowed this concept of um, easy divorce and promiscuity and all these things to happen. So there are a lot of, of single parents out there that do not have a father in the household. And the world's trying to justify itself by saying, that's okay. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. But you we know it does. Statistically, it yeah. does. We look at all the statistics of the difference of having a, a complete family unit and a broken family, and it's huge. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, I could go and quote all that stuff. I've done it in sermons before, but the world is trying to destroy a nuclear family. Mm -hmm. And I think Satan's, Satan's goal in making a nuclear family unimportant and non-existent and, and something that is not, is an old fashioned, doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm is taking us away from the concept of God, the father, yeah. because it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. It's old fashioned. You don't need a father. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. We need God, the father. We need that father mm -hmm. more than anything else. We need that father. So, and the only way to get to the father is through the son. Mm -hmm. God loved us so much. He sent his son because he wanted us to come back. And that's the only way he can do it. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And you know, it, People may deny that the importance of a father in their lives, mm. but if you get right down to the honest core of everybody's 
existence, you know, where they're truly themselves, I would say they really want the love and approval of a dad, yeah. of a, of a, of a earthly dad. And that's there. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's there. So eventually we'll, we'll transfer that love and approval need from father God, because we were made to be in relationship with him. Right. And he wants us to relate to him as his child. And if, if you know, ideally, and ideally would the way God is, you protect your child. You want to give your child wonderful things. You want to nurture your child. You want to provide for your child. And, but you know, when all that is taken away in society, people, I, there's everything is going up against relating to God as father. Right. Yeah. And if we go all the way back to the beginning, go back to Genesis, when God said, let us make man in our own image. Mm -hmm. The image we were meant to be was his image. Mm -hmm. Relate in a relationship. With mm -hmm. our father. Yes. Yeah. That connection is supposed to be there. And that. And that's what he did at the very beginning. He would, in the cool of the day, he would walk with Adam and Eve in the garden. And that, I mean, the rest of the day, he said, you know, go eat, have fun. But there was a relationship there. There mm -hmm. was a daily relationship. Mm -hmm. And Adam and Eve recognized his superiority as it's their father. They understood mm -hmm. that concept right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. That was the first family, mm -hmm. was not Cain and Abel. Right. The first son was Adam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The first human son. Was right, Adam. right, you know, right. Christ existed prior to that, but the first human son and daughter was Adam and Eve. Yeah. And they were of his family. Mm -hmm. And of course, sin comes into the world and changes all those things. But by losing the family, we can easily lose the father mm -hmm. and the faith will fall with it. Mm -hmm. If we do not understand the concept of God, the father, we cannot have faith. Mm -hmm. If we do not understand the, the concept of family, the family of God, mm -hmm. where's our faith then? Mm -hmm. What are we believing in? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, God says that we're supposed to cry out to him, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. Why are we willing to say that we don't need family? Mm -hmm. You know, and I it breaks my heart when I hear people that proclaim to be Christians say, I don't want to be a member of church. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go to church. I have my own church. I, I, yeah. I, I, no. You're a member of a family. Mm -hmm. And as a member of the family, you need to participate with the family. I think. In worshiping the Father. There's a lot. Well, our society, uh, all I can talk about is uh, as an American society, because we're American. But we're so used to being entertained and being consumers. And I think sometimes people, that's their they go into a church and they want to be entertained or they want to, you know, consume and they don't have that connection as a family with their church family. And so then it's really easy to let it go. You know, if you're just going to go get entertained, I'll just get entertained at home. I'll just listen to some famous preacher and, you know, that'll be enough. But, oh boy, I just recommend anyone. That's when you really understand church is when it feels like a family. Yes. I mean, and that's where we can grow together. We're supposed to grow together and support each other. And that's when you also have such a good give and take. Like in, in it's one of the Corinthians where Paul, uh, you know, 
describes us as a bo- the body of Christ, which is another uh, illustration. We're mm-hmm. all one body, so we all have a different role to play. And when you feel that family connection, you understand that. You don't go, oh, I wish I was like her or him. Oh, and you don't envy someone else's role because you know, well, I have my own role that's just as important as mm-hmm. the preachers or the singers or whoever, you know. And there's so much wrapped in up in knowing God as Father. You can just rest in his arms then. You can just rest in his presence. The other thing that we have to realize, and this is a very human aspect of of the father Mm -hmm. is the concept that we cannot we cannot exist without a father it doesn't happen no matter how much you want to deny it it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. same-sex couples that have children uh, have children so so to speak are not having children right they're fostering children because they did not have the children or it's yeah. a, a a woman who gets pregnant from a sperm bank. So denying the fact that a father exists in that case is is not is contrary to reality. Right. It's not real. The reality is that we have a father, and so when we accept that as a father, then we look for the perfect father, and that's that's God. Because without that, how can we get it? And that whole concept of getting back to the father, Jesus shared with us. That was. Jesus' mission, when he came over this, Jesus' mission was to come back and share the Father with us. Because we'd lost the Father. Along the way somewhere, we lost the Father. If we look throughout uh, from Genesis all the way through Malachi, we look in the Old Testament, somewhere along the way, human beings had lost the Father. We completely lost him. And Jesus had to bring that concept back to us. The concept of the father. We lost that, that whole thing. Uh, Matthew 11, 27, Jesus says, all things have been handed over to me by my father. And no one knows the son except the father. And no one knows the father except the son and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal to them. So Jesus came with the concept of, let me tell you about the father. Let me tell you about the father, how much the father loves you, how much he loved you enough to send me down here when he didn't have to, yeah. but he did because he loves Could you. he have said, let me remind you that God is your father. Well, he could, but there's no reminding someone who didn't, doesn't well, have that concept. True. And uh, I really, I really think that people had lost the concept of God, the father. And if we look at the temple and the way yeah. the, the way it was run in Jesus time, it was a fear thing. If you didn't yeah. do this right, you're going to get punished mm-hmm. for it. That's it. Or it was a Santa Claus thing. Mm-hmm. If you do this right, you're going to get a good thing out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, all those kind of things. And it's easy for us to twist that back to there if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. But what Jesus was telling us was that God is our father. And that as a father, he doesn't go away. He doesn't change. He doesn't leave. So it's one of those concepts there. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, I also recommend, and I know I did say this at another mm-hmm. podcast, I recommend that you go to YouTube and watch or listen to the song, Good, Good Father. Because it's been a, a number of years now since that song has come out. But I tell you, I, I don't get tired of hearing that song. Because 
it really, I don't know. It just speaks to my heart. Right. And it's just, it's, it just speaks to me to say, Jane, just rest in the father. He doesn't think, doesn't care how well you perform. He doesn't care how much you do. He wants you to be his child and just bask in his love. I don't know. I do reckon just if you haven't heard it for a while or have never heard it, just go. Good, good father. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing that we need to grasp as children of God is that God has been the same. God is who God was in the very beginning of time. He has not changed. He has loved us enough to create us. He loved us enough to give us everything that we have and everything that you see, everything that you experience, every creation of God that touches your life. That was from the very beginning and it hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. And then he loved us so much that when we walked away, as children sometimes do, he sent his son after us to bring us back. And not only did he send his son after, after us, but then he also sent the Holy Spirit to teach and guide and to comfort and to do all the things for us here on earth that we need right here, right now. And then Jesus says, you know, I'm going ahead of you to prepare a place for you in my father's house. There mm -hmm. are many rooms. Mm -hmm. So in the end, we will return to the father. As children of God, we will return to the Father. And he's waiting for us to return to him. Mm -hmm. And that should bring us comfort, too, in, in the fact that while this life has pain and suffering, we're not left alone. The Spirit is with us. God is answering us when we pray to him, when we speak to God, and we ask for the things that we need. When we seek, when we knock, those doors open up, and we find the things that we need here on this earth. But even more so than that, returning to the relationship, the way it was meant to be, is in our future. Mm -hmm. That's out there. You oh, know, the best that. the best example that I think Jesus gave in all of his parables was the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. Where we have this adult son who left his father and wasted everything away and then came back looking for just the lowest job he could possibly get because he knew his father was a fair man who was good to his workers. And yet when the father saw him, he ran to him. Mm -hmm. He didn't wait for him. He didn't say, I told you so. He didn't say, oh, what do you want? He said, oh, I have been waiting for you to come back. Mm -hmm. And he ran to him That's with his arms 15. wide open. Yeah. Yeah. That par the parable of the prodigal son, I think, fits all of us so well. Yeah. And I find great comfort in the fact that. You know, when I make mistakes, when I wander, when I when I stumble, when I don't do things exactly the way my father would be proud of, mm -hmm. I can still go to him and say, oh, I screwed up. And he'll say, I know. Don't I'm do back. it again. Yeah. Let's start over again. And I think that blessing, the blessing of, of getting a chance to start it over again each day, Deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow Christ each day. Start over with God and say, oh, Lord, I'm here. And you're here. I think if, if I was going to say anything, I know Jesus gave the perfect example of a prayer, but I would say acknowledge that God is present. When you pray, acknowledge. You, you're very good at that. Thank you, God, for being here. For being here right now. 
Thank you, God, for having your hand on my life. Thank you, God, for, for being involved in my life. Thank you, God, for being present with me right now. And then we go to him, and we always go to him and ask. And people, even people that would tell you they were not Christians or did not have faith will say, could you please pray for me in the worst possible times? They're wanting mm -hmm. God's blessing, even if they are not uh, children of God. And we pray for them. Mm -hmm. And we pray for that they receive his blessing. And we also pray that they receive him. And that, I think, is as our role, our role as children is to emulate the Father, to honor the Father, to raise the Father up, and to show others the way to get to the Father. That's good. Anyway, I guess that's about it. Uh, oh, there's probably a lot more. But... Oh, there's tons more. Yeah. We just scratch. Every time we do this, we just scratch surfaces just a little bit. Just to get you going. And I'm hoping that it gets you thinking and it gets you looking and it gets you searching and knocking on doors. Yeah. Well, have a nice night. God bless. Bye.